Welcome to IdeaGen TV. Today we are honored and privileged to have with us Ashley Mills, the CEO of the Vision Council. Ashley, welcome. Thank you, George. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be in your company, Ashley, and especially, especially because of all of the incredible work that our global audience will hear that you're working on today. And so maybe that's a perfect segue. Ashley, could you explain to our global audience a little bit about your incredible work at the Vision Council? I'd love to. The Vision Council is a trade association based in the US and I have the privilege of leading my 700 members. Uh, we lead through empowering people to live their best lives through better vision. Well, what an incredible mission. And, and so here we are, uh, we're in the midst of um, a situation globally that everyone's familiar with. It's a global pandemic. How have you and your colleagues been able to utilize, to adapt, to rely in some ways on technology to help you successfully carry out your goals at the vision councils? And maybe there's an example such as reopeneyecare.com that you could cite. Certainly. Uh, well, first, I'll start by saying that vision care is a health care issue. And so early on in the pandemic, it was critical for optometrists whose practices had to close to find a way to treat patients via telehealth. So the rise of telemedicine was certainly the first way that we used technology to treat patients. And most importantly, in doing so, doctors were able to keep non-emergent vision issues out of the ERs at a time when the whole country was coming together to try to lessen the burden on hospital staff. On the manufacturer's part, they pivoted quickly from producing eyewear to producing PPE so that doctors could eventually open safely and treat patients. And finally, at the Vision Council, we initiated and launched a website called reopeneyecare.com which was intended, especially in the early days of the pandemic, to help eye doctors navigate everything from breaking and current legislation and how it impacted their business, to how to figure out how to put furlough versus layoff, how to sanitize frames and reopen the practice so you could do business again, and even things such as how to weigh the pros and cons of using cash versus credit to get through those months where they couldn't operate at full scale. So we've always looked at reopen eye care as an immediate response to a need in the community and also a way to walk the industry and the profession through the recovery, which we have always anticipated would be at least 18 months long. You know, that's incredible perspective for many reasons. Um, at IdeaGen, we talk a lot about a concept that we've sort of coined in terms of the ability to peer around corners, the ability to thrive beyond surviving when others maybe cannot. And it's simply defined as when you are able to develop critical cross-sector partnerships in good times, uh, when things are good, when all are functioning according to your plans, you're focused, you're building into your ethos of your organization or your company or your, your public sector entity, 
the the focus, the commitment to building these cross-sector partnerships. And you, with the leadership of yourself and your colleagues, because it does, as I know you'll say, take a team, um, but it starts at the top. And so setting that tone for the importance of these partnerships, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, is critical. And so what have you and your team found to be perhaps the most challenging during this time? And what action step, what are you doing tangibly to get back to business, as they say, with a pre-pandemic sort of look and feel? Well, hard to pick what the most challenging part is, but once you back out the obvious impact that COVID has had on optical businesses, we're left with a really serious threat that the pandemic continues to present. So vision, as I mentioned earlier, is a healthcare priority. However, COVID is, and, and rightly so, it is dominating the healthcare dialogue and space. So what that means for vision and other critical healthcare issues is that they fade away and become less significant. The Vision Council research has shown that consumers still rank vision health as among their top five healthcare priorities. But we believe vision is your number one healthcare priority. So the biggest challenge that we're facing, quite frankly, is that the longer this goes on and the longer COVID absolutely dominates the healthcare arena, the, the, the more other healthcare priorities seem to fade into the background. So on our part, we're continuing to do our work with consumer outreach campaigns to keep, continue to engage the public around the importance of vision health. And we're continuing to work at the United Nations level through a group called the Friends of Vision, which is exactly what you stated, a critical um, cross collaboration. And we are excited to announce that through the Friends of Vision, we're able to promote globally how, just how important vision is as a catalyst to achieving the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. You know, that's a perfect segue. That, that work that you're doing with the United Nations is, is just incredible. And as we here at IdeaGen work to create a platform for cross-sector collaboration globally, including the world's leading brands, companies, NGOs, and public sector entities, we hold as a virtual backdrop the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals on that global stage as we lead into 2030. And I'll remind our global audience, as I always do, that the 17 global goals that began the journey from 2015 into 2030 were unanimously agreed to by all 193 member states of the United Nations. And thus, this is an incredible impact statement that every nation, every member state, including, by the way, the United States of America, agreed to these global, these fundamental global goals. And so as we bring all these entities together, what do you believe, Ashley, is the best approach to achieving them by 2030? Well, to be very honest, our work at the Friends of Vision underscores the importance of vision care as a catalyst to achieving most, if not all, of the SDGs. So we can start with goal one, ending poverty, 
If you can see, you can work. If you can work, you can earn. Uh, goal two, ending hunger. Goal three, healthful, productive well-being. Goal four, education. If you can see, you can learn. Um, goal five, gender equity. There's goal eight, productivity and meaningful work for all. We found in a study recently that just putting basic readers on tea pickers, you can increase productivity by 22%. That's significant for businesses and the globe. Um, we can reduce inequities across the board. Goal 11, sustainable cities can be achieved through vision health. And finally, goal 17, partnerships for the goals. Uh, we think we have quite a bit of overlap with, with so many issues just by getting people proper vision care. There are 2.2 billion people globally who have a vision impairment. One billion of them haven't even had it diagnosed or addressed yet. We think if this continues, there will be triple the number of blind people by the year 2050. And further by 2050, one half of the world's population will be living with myopia. This is an issue that has to be addressed or it will spiral so far out of control and the cascade effect on the other SDGs will be very tangible and devastating. You know, it's just, again, remarkable to think about these issues within that global context. And as you mentioned, a story about the readers, the importance and the simplicity though of, of providing folks with readers to be able to allow them to, to brilliant, to empower them, to be able to work. Right. And um, it's shocking on many levels to think that with that, with such a simple donation or sub, such a simple opportunity to provide someone with a pair of readers, mm -hmm. um, that it can fundamentally transform their lives and their productivity and on and on. And so we applaud you and the Vision Council for your leadership on that and for identifying these, these critical issues that can empower people, women across the globe. You mentioned gender equality. We just came off 17 days of sustainability. Uh, 17 days of, you know, really working on and highlighting the 17 days and the 17 goals. And we'll do the same next year with 17 individual summits. And I think that while, while these goals are very broad, uh, when you work on issues like you are, you're making that direct and very, you know, impactful impact. And so... I applaud you and the Vision Council for that. And I recently saw that the Vision Council, among the many things that you're doing, I don't know how you do it all, uh, has launched the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Task Force. Mm -hmm. Ashley, could you explain for our global audience the mission of this task force? I'd be happy to. Um, really, the story began about two years ago when the Vision Council took a look at diversity and business success from an industry leadership perspective. And so we did the first ever benchmarking survey of the optical industry to really get a sense of where we were and how we compared to other industries. We revealed it last year at our executive summit. We brought in Harvard luminary and author Francis Fry to talk to our executives about the impact of diversity on your business and how to build your leadership team appropriately. 
Um, and then we followed it up by initiating the diversity, equity, and inclusion task force this summer. Um, some early, early work is simply to take this from concept to actionable agenda. We want to be able to put together a roadmap for our members and our industry on how to make change and st stop talking and start doing. So just some examples early on. In the spring, we were approached by our membership and our vision community, <clears throat> excuse me, about what can we do? And so what ended up happening is 16 independent eyewear designers auctioned their frames off. The frames started at the retail price. And of those 16 frames, we were able to raise almost $40,000. 100% of the proceeds went to my brother's keeper. Um, in fact, I have a pair that I want to show you because it's quite beautiful work. Look at these beauties from Anna Corinne Carlson. Um, that's one example of how the industry wants to take action and we're catalyzing it and using the task force as a lightning rod to really make change. Well, that is exactly the type of change that you know the world needs is folks taking and leaders taking that, that focus, that commitment and it's really a laser focus and commitment that you're describing and putting it into action. You know, it's, it, words are great, but action is where the rubber meets the road, as they say. And so, Ashley, you've had an amazing career thus far and so much more ahead. So for our global audience, I think they'd love to know you better. What has been your favorite program or project that you've worked on during your career and why was it so profoundly impactful on your work? Um, well, while this is not my favorite by any stretch, I have to address what we've all gone through this year and the impact of COVID on how we lead and our, our businesses. And so I think the best is yet to come for us, quite frankly. Um, this work is hard, but the decisions are made so much easier when you know that they're right. What COVID has done is that it has made us laser focused on what we can control and how we can move forward in the future to be successful. Everything else is off the table. We can only deal with certainties at this time. So with my excellent team and my board leadership, we've focused the Vision Council around how we're gonna move forward and how we're gonna serve the industry and how we're gonna to continue to fulfill our mission in a very uncertain environment. That's right. It's a very uncertain environment. And, you know, a lot of uh, leaders, we, we've interviewed so many now and throughout the years, and now there's a hyper focus on what some term to be rebuilding. Um, I like what you mentioned during the interview about you need to be able to see it to in order to be able to sort of achieve it. And thus rebuilding is good. Rewriting and reimagining maybe is better. Yeah. So I think as we're coming out of this, as we're looking at 2021 and beyond and, and the runway, the runway into 2030, 
I think it's absolutely critical that leaders like yourself embrace this notion of, of rewriting, of reimagining, of rescripting the impact that you're going to make. And by the way, if you can imagine it, like you said, just the simple story, the simple but yet profound story of providing women with readers so that they're empowered and able to carry on their, their careers and their jobs in developing parts of the world. That simple tool that you all are providing. I mean, it's breathtaking to think about the impact as you described it. And so, Ashley, I'd like to thank you and the Vision Council, but you for your leadership at the Vision Council and the work of all of your colleagues, because I know it's teamwork, um, but you specifically for setting the tone, for believing in that cross-sector collaboration and for everything that you're doing literally to change the world. If we were to ask you as a final note, what is your call to action and how can our global audience find out more about the work you're doing, what would that be? My call to action is simple. Um, at its core, vision is a solvable problem that can exponentially impact all of the work that other businesses, governments, and NGOs are focusing on. So the call to action is prioritize access to vision care and vision health and you will see dramatic impact on all of your other healthcare initiatives. And how can folks find out more about your work at the Vision Council? Um, come to us via thevisioncouncil.org, or you can find us anywhere on the internet on LinkedIn. Um, but we're, we have just recently rebranded and relaunched our website to be hyper-focused on the work of the industry. So start with our website and certainly feel free to reach out to me directly. Ashley Mills, global leader and luminary, CEO <laughs> of the Vision Council. Thank you for your leadership. And thank you so much for the transformational work that you're doing. It, it's profound. Really appreciate it. IdeaGens presented globally by Microsoft. Thank you so much. Thank you, George.